Hi, everyone. Welcome to Building Astropad. I'm Matt Runge, and I'm here today again with Savannah. Welcome, hey. Savannah. Yeah, it's been a while. Since I was going to say, it's been a while since you've been on. Actually, the last, we're following up on a, a previous episode, actually. We had a previous episode, We Sink or Swim Together, and that was, I think we recorded it in like around August. We were feeling pretty stuck at the time, honestly. We'd been working on the Windows project. To bring Luna to Windows, actually both our products, Astropad and Luna to Windows, but specifically focusing on Luna. And we've been working on Luna for Windows for over two years at that point. We were just really feeling like it was dragging on. And it was certainly not for a lack of trying. Everybody was working super hard on it, but we still just felt kind of stuck. And we're like, how are we going to get through this last push, this last mile? Yeah. Last mile of the race. Time to get it out the door. Yeah, how are we going to do it? So we picked a ship date, you know. We took a look. Well, before that, we cut we cut everything not essential. We pushed off Astropad Studio into 2022 for Windows, which is the right call because we needed that focus. We cut features and things that didn't need to be in the initial release, a lot of which we're working on now. And from that, we picked a ship date. And then we also set an ambitious goal, ambitious goal for the team, the number of units to sell of Lunas to kind of rally everybody around too and set up a whole bonus structure too for the team as well that if we could all deliver on this, this would be a really big deal. It would be good, good for the company and good for all of us, all of us in it. So we did it. We officially launched. We're like two weeks post-launch right now. Two weeks, two weeks post-launch. We did it. We made it. We shipped. How are you feeling, Savannah, post-launch? <laughs> well, I mean, leading up to the launch, it was it was a lot of work. I think everyone was feeling that. Yeah, working long hours, you know, lots. My to-do list was constantly growing. I could never get ahead of it. And so, you know, with a launch, it's like you can put everything into it so much work and you still you don't know how it's gonna go like you can put your best effort out there and and it could just not meet your expectations and so going into this launch like i really i didn't set any expectations it was just like we're gonna we gotta get this out the door like as long as we get it out the door that's i mean that's what we need to do and i other than that i didn't set like sales or unit expectations obviously we had our big goal that we're working towards for this this last quarter but i was very pleasantly surprised with the the performance of the launch but mostly i felt relieved getting it out there that's the that's the big word i think that's exactly the word i was going to use i feel relieved I feel really relieved that we shipped it, we did it, we pulled it off. Um, I was the same. I didn't have really expectations around the launch. I kept talking about it was going to be a slow build that we shouldn't necessarily expect an explosive launch. And boy, was I wrong about that. Yeah. We had an explosive launch. It yeah, was I was I was shocked, actually, because I too thought it was going to be sort of like a slow burn. Yeah. And really, I was thinking that because... I mean, we've seen with the Mac community that it's very kind of like culty with the, the early adopter crowd and Windows just seems seems like a different different group of people. And so I didn't, 
yeah, I didn't think it would be so explosive. And, and that definitely caught me off guard. The other thing that I've really been feeling is with the launch, I feel like it was very validating and the team needed that because, you know, everything that happened with Sidecar, it was so hard and, you know, the last few years have been a grind and it's like we've been working for towards this Windows goal, but really it's like we weren't sure if it was all going to pay off. And I think with that launch, we saw it was absolutely worth it to to focus on that for these past few years. Yeah, absolutely. We had a strong suspicion. We had a strong hunch that it was going to be worth it. But you never know for sure until customers plunk down that credit card for whatever it is you're selling, right? You don't know for sure. So it was really, really, really good to see it so explosive out the gate. It was actually our second best launch of all time or our second best. Yeah. Second best launch of, of all time. So it was. And when you say that, you mean in terms of sales, traffic? Yeah. In terms of sales, in terms of sales, that's right. Mm -hmm. So in terms of the sales from our, our initial, the initial burst there was quite, quite incredible. Yeah. I think like relief, validation like those are that's how i would sum up what i'm feeling after the launch and and now it's like we're kind of waiting to see where the dust settles Mm -hmm. which is hard to do because it's we're also going into the holiday season which usually has you know we have black friday cyber monday sales and so it could be a while before we see where things like really settle at but so far I feel like the momentum keeps keeps building. Yeah, it's been great. It's been great. We got tremendous traffic too. We got a lot of press coverage. That was something we weren't sure about. We got, I mean, Mac Rumors, TechCrunch, Deep Preview. We got Gizmodo, excuse me, Forbes. We got all sorts of major sites. Like the coverage was, was really quite good. And we were concerned that actually people weren't going to care that much we thought maybe we're gonna have to build initial traction through other avenues rather than the tech press yeah and the reason i thought that is because you know we had technically launched a year earlier on kickstarter luna display for windows on kickstarter and so i was thinking that maybe the tech press would think this is old news but actually it was the opposite and we did struggle to get press with our kickstarter i think The press just doesn't love to talk about crowdfunding campaigns. And so this time with our like public availability launch, I think it's, I think it's a more interesting story for the press because it's like, okay, we've actually followed through on this and now anyone can buy it. It's no longer sort of like an experiment. So yeah, I was really happy with the, the press coverage and the traffic that we got from press coverage too. I mean, that's where... That's where most of our traffic came from is like those top sites like Mac Rumors and Japan's TechCrunch was just sent a lot of traffic our way. And <laughs> mm-hmm. same with like The Verge and Yep, The Verge is great. Yeah. Something that surprised me about press was that, well, I was disappointed that the Windows press outlets didn't cover our launch really at all. 
That's what I was kind of banking on. And they didn't really seem interested. Yet the Mac press, which I didn't think would care about our launch at all, they came out and, and wrote about us and drove a lot of traffic towards our, towards our launch. So that was kind of a surprise. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And hard to say why exactly, if that's just because we've had much longer relationships with some people in the Mac tech press or if, I don't know, the kind of stuff the PC tech press likes to cover, the Windows tech press is different. I don't really know. I mean, I think we'll figure it out more over time because we're still pretty pretty new to the PC side of things. Yeah. But, yeah. It's different. Like, they're just different crowds, Mac versus Windows press. But another thing I'll, I'll say about press is that I think we also got lucky with it, like with the timing of our launch, because I think it was the week prior to our launch was when Windows 11 was released. And then the week after, there was a big Apple event. And so we were right in the middle of those. And I think it was a slow news week. So we just got lucky. And I think if we had picked a different week, maybe we wouldn't have gotten as much coverage. Yeah, it might have been really hard to get coverage. Because this is like a busy time of the year, too. They're announcing a lot of new stuff in the tech industry. And yeah, we had we had picked that day quite a while before. So we really did. We really did get lucky. Yeah, there's definitely an element of luck in there. Yeah, if we had found out that there was an Apple event happening the same week as our launch, I think we would have moved our launch. Yeah. Which is tough, too, because we're reaching out to press. Like, some press contacts, we were reaching out to them a month in advance to send them review units. So to move the date of your launch would have been hard, but you just never know what's going to happen with the news. Yeah, if there was an Apple event, we would have had to have done it. Yeah. Those are just too big, too big to ignore. Yeah. Yeah. And that did work out, you know, compared to our Kickstarter that we did have units to to send out. That helps a lot too. Being able to send review units. Yeah. Yeah. That's like what happened with Forbes. That's a good example. Like he was, our contact there was reviewing Luna and asking a lot of questions about how it works and everything. And then he wrote a great article for us on Forbes. So it was definitely worth it to be able to send those units out ahead of the launch. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And another thing that went really well that was a surprise is how much traffic we were able to drive through Twitter. So for a while, we were driving one of our top traffic sources was actually Twitter. And a lot of that was coming from, well, there was two different threads I did. One was like a short one, just kind of announcing the Windows, the Luna for Windows, and that was doing well. But then I did a longer one, just kind of sharing the whole journey of Windows and just kind of the ups and downs of the whole thing and what we had been through and why launching was such a big deal for us and our team. And and uh, that was really popular. <laughs> it was really, really popular. And I'm glad I put it together because it I got tons of retweets and those the retweets is what drove the traffic is... People keep retweeting it, more people keep seeing it, more people keep retweeting it, and it gets into like a little viral loop and then it can drive quite a bit of traffic. So that was that was pretty amazing and I was really happy I put that together. That was like, I think the week, a couple days before our launch, I was out for a run because I couldn't work and I was like, ah, I'm going to go for a run. And I went for a run and it's just like, I was listening to a song too that was like pumping me up and it was about like somebody coming back from being knocked down. I was like, oh you gosh. know what? 
like I'm feeling this right now. I'm gonna write, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna write something down. And so that's where it came from. I think people on Twitter too like like seeing the like the, the behind the scenes story of what we've been through with our launch, everything we had to go to get here. Absolutely, and the reason we do this podcast too. Behind the scenes. Yeah, so that went really well. Went really well for us, though. What else surprised you, Savannah? Oh, quite a few things. Well, okay, our email lists were, they came out, they showed up for us, which I was surprised by because a year ago for our Kickstarter, we just didn't see the engagement on our email list that I had hoped. And it's always hard to say why, but I think... A year ago, what was working against us was just crowdfunding and the fact that people kind of want to wait for a finished product. And so I was surprised to see that our email lists had, they were averaging 33 to 53% open rates, which is far above industry standard. And that's, you know, even including windows in the subject line. Like people were opening those emails, hoping to read about windows. And most of the people on our email lists are Mac users. So I was just shocked by that. I guess it means that people are really excited to see cross-platform support. I just didn't expect to, to see it. To no, see that I didn't expect that either. I thought maybe some of our lists that are more PC-centric would do well, but I didn't think. Overall, it would do that well. Yeah, yeah. I think it was even like our Luna email list. So existing customers who bought Luna for Mac, that was like the 50% or like in the 40% open rate. So those are Mac users and they're excited about Windows. Like, I don't know. It's That's still very surprising to me. Another thing that was surprising is the YouTube outreach that we did. Mm, Yes, yes, yes. I want to talk about this. Yeah. So leading up to the launch, we put together like a big spreadsheet of YouTubers that do like tech product reviews and remote work products and stuff like that. And we reached out to them. Probably how many people were on that list? Like we sent getting close to 100. It wasn't yeah. quite 100, but like 70, 80. Yeah, we sent, between me and Matt, like we sent a lot of emails a month ahead of our launch asking these people to do a video about Luna, sending them review units. We even, like we have an affiliate program and normally with our affiliate program, our affiliates get a 7% commission. And for our launch, we specifically offered 10% commission on Luna sales. And so... The outreach that we did, I think we got good responses from. So we did. We did. I think I forget how many YouTubers, you know, we were corresponding with, but it was, I don't know, maybe like a, not quite was, a quarter of the list. Yeah. But I was like, going to say maybe 20. Yeah. But it was good. Like I was satisfied with that. But we had asked them to, you know, or told them, like, here's the day that we're launching. It'd be awesome if you could, like, do your review, publish it the day that we launch. And as of now, no one has published a YouTube review. (laughs) Uh, 
and this is meanwhile I'm I'm telling the team I'm like yeah so I don't know about the tech press I don't know if they're gonna cover us you know so our backup plan is YouTube like we're doing tons of YouTube we're gonna get YouTube coverage even if we don't get tech press coverage and well here here we go we got no YouTube coverage tons of tech press coverage so I mean it worked out we still had an amazing launch but I mean we're the YouTubers yeah it's interesting because. The YouTubers that we were talking with, they all sounded excited, very interested, and I haven't lost hope that we're going to get YouTube coverage. No, I, I think, think we will. I think we will. But they're just, they do it on their own timetable. You know, they do it in their own publication schedule. Mm-hmm. I think the other, the other thing we ran into here is that there are so many tech announcements going on right now. Facebook, Google, Microsoft. Apple, like no joke, like just tons, iPhones, watches, AirPods, Microsoft Surfaces, Facebook VR stuff, Google Pixel phones, new MacBook Pros. Like I can go on and on and on. And so there's so many new devices from big companies to review that, of course, they're going to cover those before they cover us. So I wouldn't be surprised if when things slow down in the winter months and there's maybe less announcements and they're like, yeah, I don't... I don't know what to cover this week. You know, that's when we start seeing some Luna stuff pop up. Which is fine. Like, we'll, we'll take yeah, it whenever we get it. I mean, absolutely. it's just surprising. And I think for future launches, I will change my strategy for how I reach yep. out to YouTubers. Like, I'm not going to expect them to... Like, I, I don't think I have to go so hard to reach out to them ahead of the launch. I think maybe having some validation first from the launch Agree. and then reaching out, probably we yeah. would get an even better response Agree. rate. Agree. Like, hey, we were covered by The Verge. You want a review unit? You know, like, I think that would probably work better than what we did. But hey, a, learn something. Yeah, it was a great learning lesson. But yeah, I'm still crossing my fingers for some for some YouTube coverage, so. Well, and this is why we always have multiple strategies going into a launch, too. We try to pursue multiple avenues to get coverage. You know, we're never reliant on one site or one tactic or one, because you don't know what's going to work. You just don't. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, we in the past, we've had stuff where, like, almost all of our, it wasn't the same kind of launch. It was more like a feature announcement, and then almost all of our, our traffic was driven by a YouTube review. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of the Jonathan Morrison. We introduced a headless feature and Luna headless Mac feature, and then he covered it, and it was just a stampede of traffic. It was amazing. So you just never really know what's going to happen. But then we we also had a review done by Linus Tech Tips, yeah. which I think is even bigger than Jonathan Morrison. Yeah, it's it, one it, of the biggest YouTube channels around. It didn't drive much traffic at all. So. No, you could you could hardly tell on our website. Yeah, it's odd. I think we're still trying to figure out YouTube. And when we were reaching out to YouTube channels ahead of the launch, we were targeting not the big channels, the sort of like medium-sized channels with... Mm-hmm. You know, anywhere from 5,000 subscribers to like 100,000 or 300,000 mm-hmm. because we've seen from our affiliate program that those, they perform the best in terms of driving a lot of sales. So we're targeting those people and they're just easier to reach. But, but yeah, I think YouTube is something definitely worth exploring still, but we haven't, 
we haven't like figured out the strategy like we have with the tech press. I think we have tech press down, but YouTubers, yeah, we have some work to do. Well, and it's and it's fair to say too that the tech press stuff we've been doing for years and years and years now. YouTube stuff is kind of a newer newer thing for us. We've never like focused on it so much. Mm-hmm. So. And a lot of that has has to do with changes in the tech press that we're actually looking at it more because so much more of the tech press, for example, TechCrunch and others, Forbes, and I think it was Forbes, you know, Wall Street Journal is a great example. So much of it ends up behind a paywall mm-hmm. that sometimes the coverage can do less than it used to because you have to be a subscriber. You have to be a TechCrunch. You know, they don't put everything behind a paywall but a lot of it they do and so the kind of the media landscape there is changing and the next frontier that we're looking at beyond youtube is TikTok, and i guess that's going to be a big experiment too but we're starting off with the same approach that we use with youtubers where we are getting to know the TikTok landscape who who are the players and sort of like the remote work productivity influencer space and reaching out to them and seeing if they seeing if they want a Luna and if they'll make a video about us. So that's the next thing that we're looking into. And actually the whole reason that came up is because we were doing some like holiday gift guide outreach where we're reaching out to like press sites that do holiday guide roundups and it was the same thing where like no one got back to us. But then we started reaching out to TikTokers and they were starting to respond. And so I feel like the lesson I'm learning is that every press or every like launch cycle we do, the channels that we reach out to are going to be changing a little bit. And we just have to keep like trying things and adapting. We'll learn a little bit every time. Yeah, 100%. And we've gone back to a channel we haven't used for quite a while. Facebook, Instagram is one I'm, mm. I'm thinking of. Yep. How would you say that's going, Savannah? Hard to say. I think, I think my initial thoughts are that it's going well. So we, the day of our launch, we, we fired up Facebook and Instagram ads, which we had paused or we, we ran them a little bit last year around our Kickstarter, but it's really hard to track Kickstarter conversions. And before that, we had stopped ads when Sidecar came out because there was just kind of no point. And so we fired them back up again for Windows. This time we're only targeting Windows users, not Mac users. And it seems to be working well, although we had sort of a hiccup with like tracking conversions because of some domain issues on our site. But... We've only been running them for two weeks now, so we don't have a ton of data that we've collected, but the initial numbers that I've seen on the return look good. But I almost think we should do like a follow-up episode on this once we have more data after the holidays. It is pretty early. Although, as you said, the the early numbers look look pretty good. Show promise. Yeah. This is something that could work. Yep. Another thing that was surprising is we put a lot of effort into Product Hunt this time. That was another channel we wanted to try. We had been on Product Hunt previously, but that really wasn't our doing. That was more like the community putting us on there. This time we specifically, well, other launches I had tried to put us on Product Hunt, but we had never 
never was very successful. We'd never put like the work in to really, to really drive it. So we decided to go for it this time. And I ended up reaching out to somebody on Twitter, Hitton Shaw. I apologize if I'm not pronouncing his name right. I don't actually know. I followed him on Twitter forever, but I actually don't know how to pronounce his name. Who I reached out to because I know he's a hunter. They call him hunters on product hunt. He like promotes a lot of products that he thinks are really cool. And I just like send him a cold pitch like, hey, I've been following you for a long time. I love the stuff you do for the starter community, especially like the stuff I've seen you do for bootstrappers. We're launching this. If you think this is cool, I'd love your your help. And then he wrote back. He's like, yeah, this is really cool. Send me the info. I was like, yes. <laughs> so then we had him and he scheduled us to go on that Friday on Product Hunt. So we did well. We did well on Product Hunt. We also used our email list, sent out a personal message, thanking people for their help and asking them to help leave a comment or review on Product Hunt. And that pushed it up. We got to the number two spot on Product Hunt for the day, which is great. I wanted to be in the top five. That was my goal. It was like, if we're in the top five, we're winning here. So that went really well. And then it went out in a newsletter as well. Product Hunt does a newsletter, like the top the top five sites or the top five products. And the only thing is we didn't get anywhere near the traffic I expected to get from it. I mean, it was it was good. It was nice. Don't get me wrong, but... I just expected a much bigger bump from Product Hunt. And talking to others, it sounds like their influence has waned quite a bit over the last couple of years. That like four or five years ago, like it was a huge traffic spike from Product Hunt. But things have kind of settled down and it's not not nearly as popular as it once was. I would still do it, don't get me wrong, but probably not where I would. I wouldn't center my launch strategy around Product Hunt. That's for sure. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. When... Hitton or Hitton Shaw, when he was talking about how we can like help promote the post, he described it as a game. He was like, once it goes live, it's like playing a game and you're going to be pulling levers, you know, for (laughs) 24 hours to try to get into that top spot. And that's definitely what it felt like. Like I would, (laughs) I would like email our list, like send a portion, an email to a portion of our list out and then see see like new comments and new upvotes coming in and then i'd be like okay we gotta get to that get a little bit higher and like send another email out but yeah it was we didn't dedicate much time at all to like preparing for product hunt like it all came together really fast like in the day after we launched and i think that was that was good like i wouldn't spend more time Mm -hmm. on it than that Mm mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah, because up until, you know, we got a, a product hunter to, to post for us, I mean, we didn't know. It's not known exactly how their algorithm works because they don't want to publish it because they don't want people to game it. But I've read stuff that they suspect that if a well-known, like, product hunter puts your product up, you get an instant spike, right? Like, it'll put you on the front page right away to give you an opportunity to fight for one of the top spots. So that was really, really key. So thankful for Hinton Shaw for for putting us on there. It was great. So what was tough? Maybe we should wrap up what was Yeah, what was tough? tough and then we, the we need to give an update on where we're at with our sales. <laughs> yes. Goal. Yes, we do. We do. But you know, like as with any launch, it just seems like at the very end it's like a mad dash and there's so much to do and it doesn't really matter how much you prepare in advance. It's like in those last few days, everyone's just running around with their heads cut off. And 
that's definitely how it felt because the day or like the evening before we launched, we did this big deployment on our website. And so that required a ton of QA from the team while we were QAing like the apps, the updated apps that were going out. And so it was like an all hands on deck kind of thing. But that felt, I mean, that felt appropriate too, because it's like, we're all in this together. We're like trying to achieve this big goal together as a team. It's not just an engineering project or like a marketing project, like it's everyone's. And so, yeah, it just, it, it was a big, big final effort. We even like one week before we launched, we were doing, taking the product shoot, photo shoots for, for the launch. And so that was like a, a crunch timeline and it was crazy, but we got through it. <laughs> Yeah, that was a pretty stressful week right before because, yeah, we're doing the product shoots and doing that, that's taking up a bunch of time trying to get that right. At the same time, we had some like major regressions in the app itself. So we're fighting that. And so, I'm, you know, I'm worried about the launch. I'm worried about the product shoot. And then I'm worried about like, oh, well, we've got all these last minute bugs to squash that, are, that were popping up. It was just that last minute QA fight. And so that was that was pretty pretty tough. <laughs> there's no there's no way to avoid that though. Like that's how it's always going to be in the last few like final days before a launch. And so it just makes, you know, having a successful launch like that much more exciting and validating. Yeah, it's pretty hard pill to swallow and you do all that and then it flops. I mean, it happens, but that's even tougher. So we're thankful to have had a awesome launch here and made awesome progress. There's an 8,000 unit goal. Yeah. So where are we at? Well, I don't even, what is our number? Well, I will say before the launch, you know, we, we'd been tracking our, our progress on the goal since July and the, it was pretty linear. And yes. it was not trending towards 8,000. We'll say that. It was trending towards more like 5,000. And so right. we really needed this launch to like put a, like really change the trajectory of that, of that yeah. trend line. It wasn't pretty if you traced out the trend line. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this definitely changed the graph. That's for sure. We're at 5,000 units right now. Well, that was as of about a week ago, but on good pace to meet our 8,000 unit goal for the year. Yeah, yeah. I think Which the things is... that are gonna get us there will be like Black Friday, you know, continuing ads, Facebook, Instagram ads, and maybe a spicy new product update. Who knows? Ooh, I wonder what that is. <laughs> hmm, spicy new product update. More to come. Well, more to come. We're gonna we're gonna have to leave it there. And ooh, I like it. Leave it on the cliffhanger. Yeah, there's a total cliffhanger. You're going to have to wait for a future update to find out what that is. But we got some cool stuff cooking. Some stuff that's coming together here at the last minute, but it's going to be really good. So stay tuned for that. All right. All right. Well, thanks for coming on, Savannah, and giving us an update. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right. Bye-bye. 